hardcover calamity. Books, booze, chaos, and your hosts, Faye and Kai. Episode two. Episode two. Back and better than ever. Oh my gosh. (sighs) All right, guys. So welcome back to Hardcover Calamity, episode two, week two. We are so glad you're tuning back in. This episode is going to be probably a lot shorter than episode one. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about two books in this episode. We're just talking about one book. Exactly, exactly. So um before we kind of get started, Kylie, how was your week? It's been busy. 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 I've been doing a lot of publishing, publisher stuff this week. So and ball stuff. It's been busy. Nose to the grindstone kind of literally. For it. those who don't already know, um, I'm iconic uh, on Book Talk for everyone trying to figure out how I have as much time to do the things that I do. <laughs> no, because you don't sleep. That's the only answer. <laughs> I I don't sleep, and then I just I just do. I just there is no method. I just do. <laughs> but you know what? I did. I got yelled at by Faye about. Mm, five times this week for to finish this book (laughs) well because okay listen we've had this book planned out for months like we've known for at least over a month the order in which we're going to do this I finished the book before we even filmed episode one like I've been good I've been ready to go I was like and every single day every single day I was like Kylie have you finished the book Kylie have you finished the book but also like I'm ahead of you in every other book in this season (laughs) that's fair that's very fair I got a lot of reading to do this month it's fine but like I'm but in the summertime I have so much reading to do yeah roles reversed because I've read a lot of our second season books already I I think for this season the most I have to read is our book of Azriel episode and the plate of prisoners episode which I've already read guild so um queen queen I love you lots you have to go back and re and read tower of dawn ah, fuck me fucking, why are we bringing this up again <laughs> because someone thinks it's okay to skip um anyway <laughs> listen I got the synopsis of it by reading kingdom of ash <laughs> um okay before we kind of jump into the book of the week hi can you tell us what you're drinking tonight our cocktail of the week is based off The Shadows Between Us and is called The Rose. So if you've read Shadows Between Us, you know that kind of connection throughout the book. And it is the, it's a twist on a French 75. So it is gin, rosé, cranberry juice, and lemon juice. Put them all in a glass together, give it a nice stir and sip it, and it's delicious. That sounds phenomenal. Sounds <laughs> phenomenal. So for everyone tuning in, by this time, the... um recipe has already been uploaded to both Instagram and TikTok and that there is a recipe for the cocktail as well as the mocktail version for my non-alcoholic girlies love you lots yes all righty you ready yeah let's get into it awesome so this week we read The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Levenseller it is a YA fantasy romance. Um, pretty short. It wasn't a super long book. It was, what, how many pages? 324. Mm-hmm. So really short. Yeah, it wasn't a long book. I just had priorities, aka Zodiac Academy. <laughs> that was a total sidebar. So 
<laughs> back to shadows between us this book starts out it really comes out of the gate swinging like can we uh, talk about the yeah, first page page one page one this girl her name's alexandra um it starts off when she is 15 years old like page one she's 15 she murders her ex-boyfriend because he tells her that it's the first guy she's ever slept with and after she sleeps with him he's like thanks got a blast and is like basically like i'm done with you and she gets really, she woke really- up and chose violence honestly as she should because <laughs> if i couldn't never mind i'm not gonna admit to no crimes on a podcast <laughs> but she said i was looking up i was looking up serial killer addresses the other day on my computer and i was like if the fbi ever <laughs> in so much trouble but she kills this dude her first boyfriend his name's hector she hides his body and no one ever finds him and then it bounces forward to modern day where she is and before we kind of jump to where it like the book really takes place i just want to read this one little this one little piece um and because i thought it was iconic right like kylie literally called me and was like go read this right now and so i picked it up and it's I also remember what happened, what finally helped my head catch up with my pounding heart. The last words out of Hector's lips, Alessandra, his last word was my name. His last thought was of me. I won. Queen, queen. When I tell you, I was like, yes, you did win as you should. (laughs) Honestly, that's all I want in life. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to lie. The serial killer tendency she has throughout this book, iconic. <laughs> no, honestly, we love, we love to see it. We love a bad bitch. We really, really do. So then the book jumps forward and it picks up really quickly because it is a standalone book. It's not a series. So there's a lot of ground to cover really, really fast, right? Fast forwards, we find out Alessandra, Alessandra, she's living her best life. She be hoeing out a little bit as she fucking should. She said, my body, my choice. Period, queen. Um, And her whole thing, right? Like her whole thing is getting men to fall in love with her, buy her fancy shit. She sleeps with them so that they buy her this fancy shit. And then she's like, she gets them to propose. And then she's like, nah, shoddy, I'm good. And she breaks up with them. Um, It's giving historical sugar baby. <laughs> She's really just out here living my fantasy. Excuse you? <laughs> what? What's a girl got to do? Apparently murder your first boyfriend. Apparently Lily, um, How to be- become a female in this world that is idolized by men in the best way possible. Yes. One, murder your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Two, give him that good puss and make them fall in love. Oh my God. Three, Take all their money and four, leave. <laughs> no, literally. I, I'm obsessed. Um, yeah. So book starts out with the murder, then jumps to her declining a marriage proposal from this other dude. I don't even remember his name. He's not that important. He's just kind of a nuisance the entire book. Literally how she didn't murk him. Right? Like, you're telling me you, you murk. It's fine. I'll get into it later. It's fine. <laughs> you, you're going to murk. Mm-hmm. You go murk an innocent little 15 year old boy and not this fucking asshole. We have strong feelings about this. 
Do we have serial killer tendencies? <laughs> Probably, but we don't need to admit to any crimes. Okay. Um, but then fast forward, we find out Alessandra has an older sister who, oh, wait, hold on. Alice, there's a king in Alessandra's land. And it is about time that the king settles down. He's trying to find a bride. Oh, well, kind of. He needs to find a bride. Everyone expects him to find a bride. And so all the like ladies and dukes and all the people are presenting their daughters to the king to see if maybe he would choose one of them to court. Alessandra's older sister gets dismissed immediately. She doesn't even get invited to stay in the castle. She just gets sent home. And so Alessandra... And there's a rule where the younger sister cannot get married until the older sister does. So Alessandra's older sister gets dismissed by the king, gets dismissed from the palace, palace, and then gets married off to some duke. So she's a duchess somewhere. So now it's Alessandra's turn. She gets to um, go present herself to the king and try to get him to marry her and she comes up with this super creative idea right off the bat right um so that's her plan right she's trying to off the dude become queen rule over the kingdom and not have to answer to anyone basically so she shows up to her debut in front of the king and instead of getting in line with the other hundred bitches who are all throwing their pussies in front of the king she says i'm gonna go dance with her dad and does not even look at the king as he sits on his throne does not give him a glance she's also wearing a relatively scandalous outfit that she made herself so does not fit in sticks out like a sword thumb and thumb and does not give a fuck about the king which obviously makes the king give a fuck about her (laughs) he's like this bitch is quirky she's different (laughs) she came in here with pants (laughs) pants <laughs> the pants oh my god there's legs <laughs> with the whole time when they're like my ankle showed i was like, I was like yes miss ma'am show the ankles <laughs> so she's dancing with her dad not giving the king time of day king takes notice of her and all of a sudden he comes over to her and he's like care to dance with me well there's a rule that no one can touch the king to touch the king is to die if you touch the king, you getting hung. Like, you don't touch him. And so they dance, but, like, never touch. They She just, like, mimics his movement, which honestly gave me, you know, that scene in The Vampire Diaries where they, like, put their hands, like, up close to each other and never touch and, like, walk around each other? That's yeah. what I pictured. Yeah. Well, now I was picturing them, like, the way I pictured them is literally, like, five feet apart and, like, <laughs> dancing in this circle of five they said they said covid rules (laughs) (laughs) they said there's a pandemic it's called shadows (laughs) oh yeah and this king has shadows he's called the shadow king um so shadows constantly swirl around him i'm choke me with them (laughs) i am a whore for shadows i really am i really love a good shadow man don't tell allison it's fine (laughs) allison um this is for you and for you only I'm sorry, but if I have to share Rune Dannon, you have to share Asriel. And that is the T. Also, I took the Akatar test, the Akatar which character test you are, and I got Asriel. So are you in love with me? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so they dance six feet apart so they don't 
get co- five feet apart because they're not gay. Um, <laughs> and and um, at the end, she like goes to leave the castle because like no one asked her to stay. And as she's pulling away, um, little homeboy servant man runs up and is like, here's a letter from the king. And she opens it. <laughs> And the king's basically asking her to like move into the castle for the time being. He's like, move in. Yeah, to the court. Um, Oh, and before this, she kind of gives us a glance as to what she thinks his power might be. Um, It says, they say the Shadow King has some sort of power, but no one knows what it is. Some say he can command the shadows to do his bidding, that he can use them to kill, choke the life out of his enemies. Others say they're a shield, that no blade can pierce his skin. And even others say that the shadows speak to him, whispering the thoughts of those all around. I certainly hope that last one isn't true. I'm just going to say, choke me. Choke me with the shadows me the entire book <laughs> so homegirl moves in she's kind of like chilling vibing doing her little thing she meets some friends in the court some ladies that are also in the court and they come to find out that everybody that's in this court has been there since the assassination of his parents because that's how he became queen or king is because his parents were assassinated <clears throat> in bed and so all these people that are in the court have been there since the assassination because he's like basically keeping them all on lockdown to try to figure out who killed his parents. Yep. Um, and we find out he had a older brother who died before his parents died. Yeah, so, he died young. So yeah, she meets these girls. They all become friends. She meets these guys that are all in the court. And we meet this character. Um, his name is Leandros. And I loved him. Off the bat, I fell in love with him um Mm -hmm. he's like quirky and charming and just really funny he's like I don't know I really liked him um and they get along really well and he's just kind of like this really flirty dude and he's really funny and they're all goofy and we find out that he was friend that him and this whole group of like guys were really good friends with the king prior to him becoming the king and the king's really kind of pushed everyone away ever since becoming king because he fully <laughs> believes that someone is out to kill him. Fully yeah. believes someone is out to kill him. There's already been an assassination attempt on the king before. Um, obviously failed. But he believes someone is out to kill him, so he trusts nobody. It's all this big thing that he asked her to stay. This he this is the first girl he's ever asked to move in, kind of stay, get to know at all. And so everyone is like, oh my god, something special about her everybody's mock like mimicking how she dresses like they're all trying to dress the way she did so every every day the girls are all dressed in the same color she wore the day before kind of yeah, thing like everybody's like idolizing her because she's this like future queen because she's being courted by the king like she is like she's idolized now she's getting invitations to parties to balls to events she's mm-hmm. being brought to them um and just like become basically like this idolization of like the new queen. Mm-hmm. And so um, not a lot of time passes before the Shadow King asks to meet with her privately. Yeah. And so they kind of go off um, into a library, which I loved. I loved that his like their meeting spot was a library. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this like full dinner laid out, like picnic style, full dinner in this library. Um, and he proposes a plan 
a ruse a ruse <laughs> he says let's trick everybody um and basically we find out that his counsel is pushing him very 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 heavily to find someone to court to find someone to marry to find someone to be queen he does not want a queen he doesn't want to get married he doesn't want to fall in love yada 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 but we find out that he is not actually making all of the decisions for the kingdoms because he's not 21 yet and so until he's 21 the council has a lot of room to kind of push their own agenda so he's basically being forced to court someone and he tells her that he can get her into all the balls she wants he can get everyone to know her name like because that's what she craves right like she wants to have power and he's offering that to her he's like if you will pretend to court me you can reap the rewards of pretending to court me essentially and so they strike up this little deal and then he says he she's like basically saying like oh but how are you gonna make sure you don't fall in love with me like kind of being a cocky little shit as she should and he goes you are beautiful he continues but not so beautiful as to tempt me you are everything I am looking for you are perfect and I was like I would be so butthurt if someone was like yeah you're hot but like not hot enough I know okay literally though like but queen was also like oh so I'm not pretty enough and so she kind of makes it in her mind. She's like, I'll show him and just glows the fuck up. She gets so much hotter. She starts like dressing a certain way, wearing her makeup a certain way, making sure she looks 10 out of 10 all of the time. Because remember, this this girl has no intention of falling for him. She is she has one goal, one goal is to make him fall for her to become queen and then kill him. Oh, so then they basically like start their plot out, right? So he's like sending her gifts in public where people can see her receive them um and the first gift he sends her is this necklace of roses made of like little rubies and it's stunning and everyone's freaking out like oh my god like it's so pretty yada 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 hence why the drink is called the rose for the week like it's a it's a whole thing um, and then they kind of go on this like little, little date thingy off by themselves. And then she, she comes back to where all the ladies are knitting or sewing or whatever they're doing, drinking tea, you know, being women <laughs> and being your stereotypical, historical royal court women, you know, they have no rights. <laughs> they just sit around, gossip, drink their little tea and knit their little dresses and it's fine. But they all start asking her questions about like blah like oh what's it like with him like how like how far have y'all gone like yada 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 and she says that she's held his hand while he wears a glove but she says she's held his hand and everyone kind of like gasps and she doesn't think much of it and she kind of goes about her day and she's chilling in her room later and <laughs> man oh just- boy walks through a whole wall like a ghost i was like excuse you what if she had been naked can we talk about that i'm like i'm like yeah i'm like what if this woman was fully in the nude and you just go sauntering in like what did you do and she's over there naked like a mole rat (laughs) um and so he comes in he 
walks through a wall and he's like what did you say to the ladies of the court what did you tell them did you tell them we've touched and she was like uh uh yeah but I said you were wearing a glove he was like are you sure you said a glove are you sure like a hundred percent he's pissed he's so angry right now and she's like my dude chill the fuck out like yeah I said a glove like she's over here like if you want to keep up this ruse people who court touch (laughs) yeah it's a whole thing and then she kind of snaps at him and is like you sit by me at dinner and you send me gifts that is it eventually people are going to notice that we're not actually going on dates we're not doing things that people who are courting do um and he's all angry and he like storms off through the wall again and she's just kind of left there like what the fuck and she attends her first event after this on her own so she does not go with the king because his whole thing is I'm super busy I got too much going on yada 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 I don't have time for you basically yep um and then we meet this lady Lady Zervas um and we find out that Lady Zervas she's old right like she's like grown grown like I pictured like mid 50s yeah it's kind of where I placed her um she courted the shadow king's dad before he married the shadow king's mom yeah and like she stayed at the court and like he talks about a lot like how like the shadow the old shadow king like loved his mom right but Loki I think he was her mistress or she was his mistress I agree And so this lady is like super bitter, grouchy old woman, because at the end of the day, she didn't get the king, right? Like she didn't get to marry Shadow Shadow Daddy's dad. Shadow Daddy's daddy. (laughs) Shadow Poppy. (laughs) Shadow Poppy. (laughs) And so we meet her and then Alessandra writes to the king and is like, pretty much like please come with me to this ball that I'm going to and he's like I can't I've got too much going on um so basically like at this point like she goes to this like ball by herself mm because he's basically like sending her letter like he she invites him and he's basically sending a letter back like oh no can't go shoddy and she also like right before this gets blackmailed Mm, yeah she gets blackmailed by the original guy who she turned down the proposal to in the beginning of the book and basically said, oh, I'm going to tell anyone that you're not virtuous unless you do what I say. And, and normally, normally yeah. she has a contingency plan, right? Yeah. That's like, oh, well, I know this secret of yours, so you can't tell anyone because if you tell anyone, I'll ruin you. And then later we find out that the person that she- he didn't want the secret getting out to which is his father dies and so now he's basically like bitch I own you like you have nothing over me anymore I can do whatever I want so you're going to let me accompany you to all these fancy events you're going to introduce me to all these fancy people he he has a gambling problem that's the issue is he has a gambling problem he was in a lot of debt he's in a lot of debt and he had sold off like one of his father's heirlooms basically to like he gambled it away and so that was the that was the whole like blackmail but now his dad's dead and he's like ha 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 like I own you you're gonna introduce me to all these fancy people Um, I'm gonna use you for your connections otherwise I'm gonna go straight to the king and tell him you're a whore 
and she's like what the fuck like I she's panicking right like she doesn't know what to do so she goes to these events with him we get a little we get a little moment of jealousy from Callias, which is the Shadow King's name we get this little moment of jealousy where he's like I heard you were accompanied by this other guy I hope like you had fun with like a little smirk like he's it's a little bit of jealousy yeah it's definitely a little bit of jealousy and so she goes to these events and like basically like he's like making making her dance with him and like doing all these things and she's basically like if you fucking keep doing this everybody's gonna assume that we're engaged (laughs) and then so then she starts hanging out with some of Callias's old friends so like was Leandros Leandros and yeah and so she kind of forms this plan because Ruben is engaged to this girl who he can't stand he cannot stand her she's like super annoying just like super needy super clingy very much just she's not about it he she just cares about the title kind of kind of girl like gold digger she's a gold digger yeah so Um, he's 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 not about it so he's like bitch let me in on this plan (laughs) yeah he is like down for whatever it takes to get rid of this bitch and so um they kind of scheme up scheme up this plan but she it's not revealed to us yet we don't know what the plan is um and then we get to see a little bit of like a flirty side from leandros which is calias's friend i fell so hard for leandros throughout the book so quickly i was like i love him i love him (laughs) and so we get this little moment where she's looking for Callias in this moment she's like trying to go find him to kind of give him the what for about not showing up to things um and he's like uh she's looking for him she can't find him she runs into Leandros Leandros is like where you going she said I'm looking for Callias and he's like uh well you made a wrong turn like this is the guest quarters and she's like uh she said well clearly the um servant like ported, pointed me in the wrong direction he says you're being courted by the king I wouldn't be surprised if your mind was elsewhere while you traveled the castle I narrow my eyes I'm not the sort of lady to swoon at a title and then he says what sort of lady are you and I screeched I was like uh, I'm your whore that's the sort of lady I am please fuck me now I'm the lady take me to bed right now <laughs> I am a lady whose legs are open. That is the kind of lady I am. Okay, honestly, let's be honest here. If we were in these scenarios, let's just say this book, we would not be fancy fae princesses. We'd be the whores in the brothels. Yeah, yeah. Like, we want to be, be Valkyries. We want to be princesses. We are what homie hoppers. Else? We are homie hoppers. Yes. We said, oh, I can get some coin? Bet. <laughs> Bet. Some coin and some dick. Let's go. But like, also, I feel like we might be, like, classy whores. You know, like, escorts. We're escorts. Yeah, no, like, we're definitely, like, the whores that are, like, the king summons us. Yeah. And is, like, give me a good time. And we're, like, okay. We're yeah. not the, we're not your regular, like, like small town brothel whores. We're the classy whores that show up dressed in like the nice gowns that we can only wear once because the king's going to rip them off later. So <laughs> that is us. <laughs> anyway, so he, they have that little moment where he, he play flirts throughout the entire book. Um, and she goes, she finds Callias. She's pretty much like, homie, 
take me out. <laughs> like, me on a fucking date. And then he's like, yeah, no, I give you enough. Oh, and so they've, yeah, yeah. He's pretty much like, I'm fine. I can do what I want. You're good. Like, fuck off. And so she kind of goes back to Leandros. She goes back to Ruben and the other dude. And she's like, okay, I figured out the rest of the plan. I need 8,000 necros, which is money. She's like, I need $8,000, eight grand. (laughs) Give me the cash, give me the coin. And she's like, and they're like, are you serious? And she's like, do you want to be rid of, she looks at Ruben, she goes, do you want to be rid of your bride to be or not? And he's like, I can make 8K happen. Got you. Let me just go to um, my bank real quick and pull that out for you. (laughs) And so she gets the money. And then she's like, it'll take some time to resort to dramatics. I will check in with you later. And so she goes, she makes this plan. And then she walks into um, Myron's room, which is the guy who's been blackmailing her. And he's asleep. Mans is dead asleep in his bed, having his little dream, thinking everything's going well. She says, wake the fuck up and slaps the shit out of him. (laughs) She says, get your ass out of bed. And he wakes up and he's all pissed and flustered and and get no sleep because of y'all and so um she wakes him up and she's like you're gonna get out like get the fuck out of the palace leave and he's like bitch I still own you excuse you and she pulls out this paper and she's like this is a debtor's contract I purchased your debt so one word from me and you go to prison for not paying your debt and so he's like angry and he storms out and that's the end of that um and then he's gone think fuck she's like who owns who now bitch who owns who now and then she gets another letter so this entire book her and the king have been writing back and forth letters so she gets a letter and she opens it expecting it to be from the king and it's from Leandros and it's Leandros inviting her for a night out of fun. He's like, let's go get out of here. Let's have some fun. And she's like, you know what? Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. Let's I want to take a ride on disgusting. your disco stick. <laughs> and so she's like, you know what? Elias is not giving me the attention I deserve. I'm going to go out and have some fun. And so they go out queen, and, and they end up at this like bar place and it's fighting. It's a fighting ring. And, and what is the first rule of Fight Club? You'll talk about Fight Club. But they go to Fight Club and it's these guys and they're boxing and everyone's gambling and she's paying really close attention and she's noticing details about the fighters. And so she keeps placing bets and keeps winning. And everyone's like, oh my God. And when I tell you bitches, chugging ale. She's so drunk. <laughs> Bitch is white girl wasted on a Tuesday white girl wasted surprise she wasn't dancing on every elevated surface like she's wasted plastered and it comes time for the girl fights after the men fights the girls start fighting and she she watches a fight go down she bets on the right person and then she's noticing this girl who's fighting has these little tendencies that she does right before she swings things like that so then the man is like who's next like who's gonna take her on and this dumb drunk bitch is like me am I a lady who's never had to fight a day in my life ever yes also put me in the ring (laughs) put me in sis and so she goes in gets her shit rocked she loses very quickly 
So Leanne just like gets her back, gets her home. She's got a black eye. Bitch is fucked up, not having a great time. Um, and then Callias is waiting in her room. <laughs> He's waiting for her on the bed. He said, Where have you been? Um, and then she's like, they're like arguing back and forth because Callias watched Leandros almost kiss her like right when Leandros drops her off they almost kiss and Callias watches it and she doesn't realize he's watching and she stops him and she leaves so she doesn't kiss Leandros but then she tells Callias she's like maybe I was tempted to kiss Leandros maybe I'm lonely surely you know what it's like um and before this we had found out that the reason Callias cannot let anyone touch him is because when anyone who's touched him is nearby he's vulnerable so like if he doesn't have his shadows up you can like literally stick your hand through him like you can't touch him in shadow form but he does have a physical form which is vulnerable to assassination attempts things like that (laughs) but it has to be skin on skin contact it can't just be through clothing that's why he always wear gloves and long sleeves yes and so that's why He's like, I will never marry anyone because that's not fair to them to like put someone in a life where I can never touch them because that would make me vulnerable. And then like I can be killed. So he wants to stay in the shadow form, which also makes him immortal when he's in shadow form, like immortal. He'll live forever kind of do literally cannot die. But if anyone has touched his skin and they're nearby, he'll, he's like forced to be in physical form. So that was kind of like a stab at him of like, I know you're lonely. And he like recoils and like leaves. So then they're like in these gardens and Leandros comes and sees King Daddy is getting mm. jelly. He jelly. Anytime Leandros is around, he's jealous. He he's like, I don't like him. I don't want him near you. Anyways, <clears throat> so they're in these gardens. Leandros comes and is like talking to Alessandra when she's drawing like sketches for dresses. And then he goes away and the king comes back and like basically is like teasing her with his jealousy again, like, oh, you're talking to Leandros, blah, 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 blah. And that's when he's like, Yeah, I don't like you around him. Yep. Like, I don't like that he gets to be close to you and touch you and, like, all these things. And then there is an assassination attempt. hmm And it does hit him. Yeah. The bullet hits him because he's in physical form. And he kind of gets, like, knocked out, like, unconscious. And then Allison just starts fighting this assassin off. She pulls a dagger from her boot, stabs him in the thigh, trying to beat the shit out of this man. And he just keeps rocking her shit rocking her shit well yeah she's this like prim and proper lady yeah she's like she's just a girl bro who's had no training this whole ass assassin's like dude stay down (laughs) and she's like no bitch um oh and before this we found out that there's someone in the kingdom who is consistently robbing anyone like that's rich so like all the dukes all the lords it's a robin hood moment yeah they're robbing the rich stealing from the rich giving to the poor yeah um and the king's like this can't be going on so that's why he's been in these meetings the whole time been super busy hasn't been giving any like time to alessandra 
was because he's trying to figure out how to stop this. Yeah. And so there's the assassination tip and he gets the bullets to the chest and he passed out. When he comes to, he goes into shadow form and the bullet literally drops out of his body and clanks onto the ground. Which, hot. <laughs> hot. Why, why am I the way I am? Okay, and so basically he, like, attacks the assassin. The, assa- the assassin practically almost dies, and he gets dragged to the dungeons, and then he was like, if he survives the way there, get a healer to him so we can question him. He does not survive. No. Um, while all this is going on, Alessandra came up with a plan to try to catch the person who is... The bandit. The bandit. And it, they were going to make fake coins and send out the new fake coins, so then that way they could catch them. Um and all of these things so after the assassination attempt basically like the king's like you tried to save my life you tried to step in between us mm-hmm. and she gets sent she gets moved into the queen's quarters mm-hmm. right next to his bedroom there is a door that conjoins both rooms mm-hmm. and he's like i want to know you're safe at all times and at this point, he's like, I'm going to start actually courting you the way, that way, like, my my people, like, it, it looks real. So I'm going to start actually courting you. So he takes her on this date to, like, the woods, right? Yep. And they go on a picnic, and he has guards stationed, but, like, far enough away where they can't, like, see him. They're mm-hmm. just, like, in the surrounding area to make sure they're safe. And they go skinny dipping. <laughs> they go There's a stream. skinny dipping. There's a stream. Lake. And he turns around while she undresses and she gets in the lake, butt-ass naked. He's in the lake, also butt-ass naked. He is ripped, apparently. Yeah, like, she is eyeing this man because he's, you know, waist down in the water, but chest up. And she's like, this man is a god. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is fine as wine. And um, they start talking. And they end up talking about sex. And they end up talking about like, are you a virgin? She, are, are you, you a, virgin? a virgin? Are you a virgin? What's your body count? <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that the king is not a virgin. He has, in fact, let people touch him and have sex, even though he has his shadows. He just sends them overseas afterwards, pays them off handsomely, and sends them overseas so that he will never be vulnerable. <laughs> um, and so he asks her, he's like, what about you? And she's like, well, like, you know, society says that I have to be. And he was like, what about you? And she was like, okay, listen. Um, I'm a whore. And he's pretty much like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Body positivity. I think women should have the same rights as men. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and she's kind of, she's kind of taken aback by it. And she's like, oh, maybe he's not a total douchebag, (laughs) you know? maybe this dude is actually kind of cool and she's like explaining to him because he asks like why did you not come to my court earlier and she explains to him the rules about like oh well I had to wait till my older sister got married and he's like that's fucking dumb I'm gonna change that (laughs) and so he's like learning things from her and actively trying to like change the way society is built specifically when it comes to women like he's trying he's fighting for equality for women (laughs) we love we love a feminist man um and then they get attacked right they're there and the bandit shows up and is attacking them 
butt ass naked. Um, and the king fights him off with his sword and he runs away and none of the guards catch him and they only got to look at like what he wore. So they know what the bandit was wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the guards are there and they're like, oh my God, she's naked. Don't look at her. Um, and they go back to the castle. No, literally the king's like, why did you not see the bandit? And they were like, we didn't know there would be the distraction. And the king's like, so you're telling me you were distracted because of a naked woman. What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they go back to the castle and now they, they have a rough idea of what the bandit wears, which is cool. So they go back to the, ca- the castle. That's when she gets moved into the queen's quarters. And mm-hmm. now she's basically living right next to him, them. And they're starting to get a lot closer at this point. Like she can't sleep and she's having a really hard time sleeping after this incident. And she like knocks on the door and he opens the door, all sleepy, messy, hair undone, yeah. shirt coming out all messy and she's like I can't sleep and he's like give me a minute and then they go and like he comes into the queen's room and they sit on the bed like spread apart from each other and she holds his gloved hand and he's like and she's like you don't have to stay in here and he's like basically like shut the fuck up go to sleep (laughs) and so she wakes up and he's gone and his dog is laying there instead which I love that he has okay I pictured like a um I pictured like Fleetfoot Oh, see, I picture like a Great Pyrenees, like a big, sloppy, white, fluffy Great Pyrenees. Anytime I see a, like a dog in a story now, I just immediately imagine Fleetfoot. Um, and so then the next chapter, she wakes up, he's gone. She kind of does her thing. And it's time for the plan with Ruben to go into action. Yeah. And so we find out what the plan is. And the plan was, there's this man who's been flirting with Alessandra this entire time. He's super annoying. All he talks about is like all the puppies he saves and all the money that he gives to charities and like expects her to fawn over him for it. And so they fake his handwriting and she sneaks into his room to get she gets Callias to help that's what she does she gets Callias to help and she's like do you trust me and he's like yeah and she's like okay I need to sneak into this motherfucker's room I need, <laughs> you, to, I need you to turn me into shadows so I can walk through the wall and he's and like so, mm. he's like okay bet let's <laughs> not question it he's like I right, whatever and so she turns into shadows walks through the wall gets in this chest and finds his seal and also finds the bandit's clothing also mind you at this point Callias and Alessandra are like basically like besties like there is no romantic anything going on besides like the hint of Callias being jealous they're just homies they are best friends they are besties for life (laughs) and so she goes in she finds the seal she finds the bandit's clothes so we now know who the bandit is and she steals this man's seal and she comes out and she's like, I'm not going to tell Callias right now, but I'm going to tell him that I found something and that he's got to wait <laughs> to find yeah. out what it is. Because if they tell him now, the plan falls apart. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, fine. I trust you. And he goes off and does his thing. She takes the seal. She takes the note that she wrote in his handwriting, confessing his love to Ruben's betrothed and seals it with his stamp. And has Reuben like sneakily deliver it to his betrothed. And it says 
like it's confessing all his feelings for her and being like I've been in love with you forever I'm gonna come see you and when I do show me you feel the same way by kissing me immediately and so the note gets delivered she runs over to this dude who is like big time crushing on her so she's saying that she needs to go like say sorry to the chick for something and she's like but I don't want to go alone come with me and so she drags him over to her door she knocks on the door and she sprints homegirl yeah. bolts so, so like okay so the girl that she's going to is Ruben's betrothed so she's going up to Ruben betrothed's room because she like she said oh I'm feeling ill I need to go up there so the plan's in action now Ruben mm-hmm. goes and gets his father mm-hmm. to like bring his father up there to check on her and Alessandra's already up there with the guy that's crushing on Alessandra. So and Alessandra knocks on the door, bolts, homegirl opens the door, sees that the guy who she thinks just confessed her feeling, his feelings to her, slams a kiss on his mouth immediately. He's like, what's happening? Ruben and Ruben's dad round the corner. Ruben's dad is like, what the fuck? You're betrothed to my son. Why are you kissing this man? This man's like, why are you kissing me? She's like, because you told me you loved me. And he's like, what? I'm here because Alessandra. And it's just a mess. And Ruben's dad is basically like, you're no longer betrothed to my son. Yeah. So that betrothal is off. And Alessandra's sneaky bitch she is, goes immediately running to Calias. And is like, tee hee 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 and brings Callias a mask goes and is like I found this in Oren's room when we were in there and he was like why didn't you tell me sooner and then she like explains the plan to Callias to get Ruben out of the betrothal and he's she's like so I had to wait and so but Callias is like yes queen you found the bandit (laughs) and this girl is solving all of the problems in his court all of the The problems the whole like marked coin idea that was her idea there was a there was issues in like a country a sea over where they were like rising up against the kingdom and she like solved that problem too like this this woman has solved world peace caught a bandit and is calias's therapist (laughs) she's awesome and so everything's all good man's is thrown in prison cool 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 um and then they this she gets a letter she gets a she gets a letter and it and she's with Callias when she receives this letter and it's from the person who or like it's, it's from it's, it's anonymous but yeah, it says it's they know who tried to kill Callias yeah and to come meet with this person and to come alone and the queen she is the queen she is she's like oh they know I was going to show you this letter they know you're going to come with me like this is a this is a trap and he's like, yeah, but I'm still going to come with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we're still going. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so they disguise themselves and they go to a whore house. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so she dresses up like a whore and um, he goes in and he like has his disguise on too. And she ends up like sitting on his lap, like pretending to be a whore, like waiting and looking for the person to like show themselves and he's like um he's running his hands up and down her thighs. they're playing a he's playing a card game and everyone's like complaining that she's been on his lap for so long and they're like if you're not gonna take her up to the rooms and fuck her give her to me like share and he's like just trying to kind of play the long game 
and he's like yeah running his hands up her across the side of my neck across my collarbone a little lower and she goes um as if he's asking a question waiting for my expression to tell him the answer and damn him but my breathing hitches the muscles in my legs tightening his answering smile is that of a predator masculine pride at its finest literally fuck me no soaking wet soaking (laughs) dripping (laughs) and then she said but two can play that game and then she like kind of does the you know the booty wiggle thing that you do (laughs) you know what i'm talking about kylie i haven't been with a man in seven years okay okay Okay, listen for my for my ladies that have been and or and or are currently with men you know the booty wiggle thing you do when you're either like spooning and your man is behind you or when you're sitting on their lap and you just like casually like adjust how you're sitting so you wiggle your ass right up on his dick that's what she's doing (laughs) my gay ass is so confused you just kind of you just kind of give a little wiggle and then they're like assholes and then they spring up listen i the last person male i was with i was a teenager I was an adolescent. I didn't know anything besides hopping on and doing a couple movements. <laughs> Damn. It's fun. I didn't read smut books back then. Now I know all the things. <laughs> you said I know all the things. <laughs> um, and so she does a little booty wiggle thing that, you know, you do in, with men. And he's like, um, she like slides a hand under his um, coat so there's still a shirt in between her hand and his chest, but now there's one less layer of fabric. And he's like, he he lets out a low sound, like a growl, like a... Mm. And, <laughs> I just need to like insert Corvin growl here. Insert Corvin King growl here text him Corbin can you just growl for me and can I put it in the podcast please? <laughs> like don't ask questions just do questions you don't want to know the answer we just need you to do this okay thank you oh um, my god I'm shitting my pants and people are like just take her upstairs already like yada 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 and then all of a sudden someone this girl who's carrying this like tray of drinks so this other whore like bumps into Callias and they go toppling on top of each other um and they're panicking right they're like oh my god did anyone touch anything yada 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 and he he's like I can still turn into shadows it's okay everything's fine um but they never ended up meeting with the person the person never shows up uh Hold on. And then they are like going, he's like, <clears throat> one of the mistresses come and is like, if you're not going to take her, then give her to someone else because we need to make money. We ain't, we ain't here for sampling. We're here for the whole treatment, you know? So they go. They also almost kiss while they're there. Yeah, they do almost kiss. A they get real close. Oh no. When she does fall over, right? Like when they do fall over he freaks out and he's like we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go and she's like why and he goes I can't call on my shadows so someone has touched him yeah so which is bad (laughs) yeah so like this is like when like after the mistress is like you know 
either leave, do whatever the fuck they're doing, take her upstairs. And so then as they go, they end up getting toppled over. And it's like, I can't call. And they bunk heads. Like they hit each other's heads. And she's, and he's like, we got to go. I can't call on my shadows. So they're going and they're getting distant from like, they're back, they're, they're on horseback. They're riding back towards the castle and they're getting far away from the, from the brothel. And then he realizes it's not because he touched her. Like he can still call on his shadows. It's not mm-hmm. because he touched her, but someone there touched him. Mm-hmm. So. And so they're free. They get back. They're still kind of freaking out. Um, and she's like, um, not, uh, they're talking about the fact that they were in disguises. No one would have known. And he was like, not that that did us any good. Whoever our contact was, he spotted us anyway. I should have listened to you. We never should have gone. I'll be dead within the week because he thinks now that he's been touched, like the assassination attempt is going to happen again, yada, yada, yada. And she says, which this is a big moment, because remember, her whole plan is to marry him and kill him. She says, I don't want to hear any more talk of you resigning yourself to death. Yes, you're a target. That's part of being born a royal. But you're not stupid and you're not dying on me. Do you understand? And so we kind of get this idea that she feels a little more for him than she planned to mm-hmm. she has started to I wouldn't say fall in love but care enough about him that she doesn't want him dead <laughs> which isn't a lot but but for her it is um and prior to this when she first moved into the queen's room she still had the plan to kill him to the point where she went down to the like apothecary and like got a poison and like stashed it in her wardrobe and was like for the future she like stashed it super deep in the wardrobe um but now she's like you're not dying on me and she said i have no intention of losing my best friend and he said you and i are playing a very dangerous game and she pulls off her wig gives him a smile says it was only a little bit of dress up and a small fall hardly dangerous and he said i wasn't speaking of that game literally bend me over right now <laughs> And so then she's like, we kind of get this idea that she's pissed, right? Like she doesn't want anyone to kill him. And she says that no one but me is allowed to decide when Callias Meharis, king of the six realms and counting, is going to die. So she's like, ain't nobody can kill this bitch but me. I'm in love with her. <laughs> with her? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so now um, like the next day... Leandros comes and finds her with the women and is like, can we talk? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, can we talk in your rooms? So she's like, okay, homie, follow me. And they go up to the queen's quarters and he's basically like ends up like confessing his undying love to her. And it's like, the king will never give you love. He'll never marry you. He'll never touch you. He'll never do any of the things that I can provide to you. And she's over there like, being with you would be a smart match, but I made a promise. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I low-key want to read out what he says because I fell in love with him so hard in this moment. I was like, I would, I did. it goes, he says, I want to be your first choice. And maybe I've never made it clear that I am a choice for you. 
I like you. And if you let me, I know I could love you. My title might not be as fancy as Callias's, nor my pocketbook quite as deep, nor my estate quite so large, but my heart is bigger, Alessandra, and I would love you completely wholly as a woman ought to be loved. I won't hide behind shadows. I won't love you from afar. I won't only take parts of you. I want all of you, mind, body, soul. I want to be with you always. I mean, I was in love. I was head over heels literally swoon honestly swoon if a, if a man ever if my wife ever honestly. and then she's pretty much like friend zone she's like you've been a good friend <laughs> you are a buddy a pal <laughs> good. and i appreciate you so much but like i made a promise and then Kalias overhears this like overhears this conversation he starts to feel like really guilty he's like he can give you happiness that i can't mm-hmm and she's like, mm, but I don't want that. I want to stay here with you. I don't want to leave you. Which is, again, we start to see about her feelings towards Callias. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Leandros kind of starts being really distant. He doesn't come around as much. He's kind of avoiding her. Um, and we assume it's embarrassment, right? Like, he just got friend zoned hard. He laid his whole heart out there. And then she said, you're a good pal. <laughs> buddy um so he kind of gets really distant well then there's like this um this ball like Clias basically gave her this like choice to like host this ball so she's planning this ball and everything <clears throat> and just before it Clias takes her down to one of the meetings and he's like i have something to show you and so he's taking her to this meeting and when they get there he has this new table built and it's this huge table and it's wider and her ladies are there this time mm-hmm. now, plus all of the council. And at the end of the table, at the head of the table, there's two chairs side by side. And she's, and he's like, do you not like it? And she's like, it's just surprising. You might as well proposed. And he said, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. And then just leaves it there. Doesn't say anything else. I'd be so pissed. Literally. I was, I would have been like, bitch, what the fuck? She was super taken aback. Um, and they sit down, they have this meal and then they get interrupted and it's the constable. <laughs> so like the police, the hands up, it's the police. Um, <laughs> and the police come in and they're like, we need to chat with Alessandra. We need to have a little convo. And so Callias, Alessandra, the police officer and this like lawyer dude all go into this room and they're like, and, you- and Hector's father, the yeah, father yeah. of the guy she killed at the beginning of the book. And they like, they're basically like, so Hector's been missing for years, right? Homeboy's gone. We know you slept with him. We know that. Your sister told us because her we, sister's we, a cut ass bitch. Literally. She's not a girl's girl. <laughs> and so they're talking about this and they're accusing her of a murder but they have no proof they have no, no proof they found and well i mean they low-key like they have they have pretty good evidence no proof they, yeah they have like they have like a dagger mark that was in his because they so they there was mudslides in the area and they found nothing except for his bones that's it they found the they found the chest that he was buried in that had her initials on it yeah the chest with her initials on it but there was no like none of him left it was just bone and they found a nick of a dagger in the bones. And they were like, we would like to request to confiscate your dagger 
and further investigate this. And the king was basically like, um, well, she's in my court now and you she's are in my, my palace. Jur- my jurisdiction. I my will jur- see this out. Yeah, I'll see this through. I'll take the investigation from here. So these motherfuckers leave. And Kalia starts bursting out laughing. He's like, like, you did it. You killed him. And she's like, yeah. And he's just cracking up. He's just laughing his ass off at the fact that she fucking murked this man. And she's like, she looks at him. He's laughing. She goes, I have an inclination to kill again. Like, yeah. quit laughing. <laughs> she's like, bitch, stop. And then eventually he just like stops laughing. He looks at her. He goes, I pardon you. <laughs> I pardon you. I pardon you of all crimes. <laughs> Listen, Kylie, if I was ever queen and I found out you killed someone, that's how I would react. <laughs> no, literally, same. I feel having him be like, you're pardoned. I would be looking at you and be like, bitch, a chest with your initials on it? Are you dumb? Are you stupid? I expect more from your murderous tendencies, Kai. Literally, like, get your shit together. Um, And he's like, I pardon you. And she's like, what? And then, and then immediately after that, he goes, will you marry me? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, just before this, just before this, they were having the conversation about, like, about the proposal, like, proposing. And then that's when they interrupt her is when they interrupt them is when they're having that conversation. And, and then, so he's laughing his ass off, says he pardons her and then goes, will you marry me as he's laughing? And then she, for a second, she's like, what happens if I say no? Like, cause in that moment, that's a valid response. Like, I'd be scared that if I said no to marrying you, like all of a sudden you're not going to pardon me and I'm yeah. going to die. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to blackmail you into marrying me. And she goes, Fine, but I want a real proposal. I want a public public. proposal. (laughs) And so they they make this plan that he's going to propose at the ball Mm -hmm. that she's throwing. Yep. Um, And then she goes, I'm marrying the king. The crimes of my past are forgiven. Yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, fast forward. We get to the ball. Um, And he ignores her the whole goddamn night. She ignores her the whole night. As she's like over here talking to everybody chatting everyone up he's ignoring her she also threw this ball in honor of the king's mother the king's yes. late mother who died she loved the gardens and so she had uh, alessandra b- basically brought the gardens indoors like yeah. flowers everywhere the queen's uh, old queen's mo- uh favorite flower was a black rose so everyone's wearing like a black rose pinned to their jackets like it is all in honor of his mother which is so sweet mm-hmm. so sweet um and oh my god we hear that's one of my favorite parts is when she's talking he's the he's talking to her about the roses and the rose and the rose bushes and the gardens Mm -hmm. um that were his mother's and they've been tend to since his mother passed and he says my mother used to like to plant red roses and then paint them black and she asked like why would you paint them black and she said because it reminded her of my father's shadows and the way my heart like literally i wanted to like sob that is so cute so yeah Um, so she's throwing this ball in honor of the late queen um and then he's ignoring her and then all of a sudden he's not ignoring her and he's proposing and he's like down on one knee and she says yes and everyone's excited oh no before this um lady zervas comes up to her and is like basically like being a jealous cunt and is like talking about like like she's so she's wearing this like beautiful green gown and she's talking about like how 
like it's not fair that the previous king married the previous queen like it should have been her yada 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 um and then the king proposes she says yes everyone's excited um and the vasco vasco so who is on the king's council Mm -hmm. proposes a toast and he's like to the future queen and hands Callias a drink and as Callias goes to drink it she something clicks for uh, Alessandra and she's like try, tries to stop him but it's too late and the drink was poisoned yeah and so Callias or no they she see, notices well, the girl they, they, they notice the little girl that was the same little girl from the brothel who was like basically like a bus boy yeah and they realize that that's the same girl who bumped into Callias, and that's mm-hmm. the girl who touched Callias. so she makes him vulnerable so he drinks the drink the girl is here so he's vulnerable so the poison starts working Alessandra freaks out she she looks- kicks off her fucking boots this bitch kicks off her boots she takes off she points at like Leandros and Ruben and all of them and is like don't let anyone touch him she grabs this girl this like young girl throws her over her shoulder and just darts out as fast as she can because she's trying to get this girl far enough away from Callias that he can call his shadows back so that he can heal himself because he can heal himself with shadows but if the shadows don't work he's just gonna die mm-hmm. so she's running with this girl the friends are supposedly taking care of the king and she gets to the girl and the girl is like they realize that it's Vasco that Vasco proposed the toast that this was Vasco's plan. Vasco's already been dragged down to the dungeons. And then the girl said, um, please, I didn't know he was the king until today. I never saw him before. It's okay, Drea, which is the little girl's name. Leandro says, stroking a hand through her hair. Tell them what you just told me. There were two of them, she says. That man, the one who announced the toast to the king and queen and the lady. What lady, I ask. The one who's always wearing black, but tonight she's in green, which is the king's old mistress, mistress, girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. And ladies. So, are yeah. So they send the king away when this is all happening. And Alistair is basically like questioning everyone. She's queen role, picks her up and puts her in the bath. So basically he starts talking to her, like confessing his love to her and he says one of the lines here says you mocked me every chance you got you didn't bow and roll over like every human alive you challenged me that's when I first knew I was doomed oh crying and then he talks about how like when he's spending more time together the more he like fell in love with her essentially oh before this he kisses her Oh, yeah, just before this, he kisses her, and, like, she pushes it away, like, what are you doing? And then she's like, you touched me. And he's like, weren't you listening? I'm done with it all. I'm not my father. I'm not going to spend my life alone so I can reach 100, 300, a millennium. I don't care about a long life anymore. I can't stand being alone for one second longer. I can't stand being apart from you for one second longer. And then he's like, but if you don't feel the same way, I'm sorry I accosted you. (laughs) Yeah um and so like yeah he's going in and talking about like how he feels for her and he wrote her this letter and she's like I don't want to read it I want you to read it I want you to tell me and so then he starts like confessing his love to her and then he says I want a life with you Alessandra one without the shadows between us and I don't care about being vulnerable that's what what my guards are for 
I'll get a poison taster. I will live as other kings do. I don't need this centuries-old gift that is really just a curse. And mm-hmm. even if you don't want me in return, I am still going to remove the law about people touching me. I don't want this anymore. I'm tired of living a shadowed life. Oh. And then he offers her the position of queen, but as a equal in power. So yes. traditionally queens don't actually have power. They're just married to the king, but he makes he's saying that he's going to make her his equal. And so then she says, I can have it all. The power, the kingdom, the man. And then he says, he goes to kiss her again. And he says, I wanted to do this the very first time I saw you. Or she says, I wanted to do this the very first time I saw you. I say before our lips touch, and then I'm a flame. Yeah, and so basically, they are just making out. They're going at it at this point. And he is kissing every inch of her. They're not having sex. They are just, he is kissing every inch of her, taking her in, feeling her skin, ungloved hands his shirt's off and he just can't get enough of it i will say this entire book is fade to black yeah it's ya it's fade to black i wanted to know what he can do i want to know what he can do with them damn shadows mood um but they fall asleep next to each other and they wake up touching and it's all sweet and so then the next day they go down to the um dungeons oh and and at this he says basically like he, she's he's gonna be moving her stuff from the queen's quarters into his into room his. like they're not gonna be living separately they're gonna tear down the wall in between the two rooms and she can have her own like clothing and sitting area but it's all gonna be one they're gonna share a bed for the rest of their lives they're not gonna be separated love that and so servants start doing that they go down to the dungeons he's like yelling at vasco Vasco's not giving him the time of day not responding and so they say take it to zervas now and they go over to Zervas, and Zervas is singing, and then they get there, and she goes silent, and she goes, are you here to let me out? And they're like, no, bitch, the fuck? You're in here, you're in here for murder. The only way you're getting out is to take a quick walk over to the gallows. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um and then the they said you're locked up for murder you should take this more seriously she says i'm not the one responsible for the late king's and queen's deaths i've never raised a hand to callias when the real murderer strikes again i will be released and then they said a description given by they said you were given a description they said a little girl gave the description she says either it was from a highly unreliable source or it was from someone who was in on it someone who wants you to think it's me so you will let your guard down honestly the person behind the attack has my utmost respect i'm a perfect scapegoat i have the means and the motive and while i did want your dear father to suffer as i did i'm not the one who killed him and there's no reason why i should want to kill you then (laughs) she says if I were you, I'd be very careful. And honestly, perhaps you should take a closer look or look at her. It takes me a moment to realize she's speaking about me. After all, love is an excellent motivator to kill. And then she resumes singing. So it clicked for me in that moment. That's when I figured it out. Immediately, I knew. Did you figure it out at that point? Like who the killer was? Yeah. No. Okay, I knew who the killer was, but I didn't know who the killer was if that makes sense yeah so then coming like moving forward 
the king is like the servants are getting their things moved and the king is called that there is a vial an unopened vial of the same poison that he was poisoned with in alessandra's stuff yeah because they go to move that wardrobe where she stashed the poison yeah so he's pissed he's furious and she's like why do you have this and so she tells him the truth she says when i first go ahead she says he's like you had this poison blah 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 blah. she said it's unopened and it does little good for me to kill you before we're wed yada 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 and she's like then what he goes then what did you intend it for alessandra a single tear slides down my cheek you i intended it for you because she did she did right like she was gonna kill this motherfucker and then she decided not to and just didn't get rid of the poison she kind of forgot about it and so he's pissed and he's like you're leaving he's like you're gonna leave you're never coming back if i see you again i will have you killed get the fuck out because at this point she also makes him vulnerable because they've touched Mm -hmm. so he's like leave never come back if i ever see you again i will kill you you'll be dead go get the fuck out and she goes to leave um and she's caught by leandros and she is with leandros and she is pissed at the king now she's mad he's mad and she's like you know what i hope he walks in right now like she knows that he's jealous and he's like i hope he walks in right now and she kisses leandros and they make out for a minute and then leandros Um, comes up with this plan like hold on hold on and then they kiss yeah and then this is another thing that like clicked for me and he's like are you all right you seem distant she goes you make it hard for me to think like she's just like pulling out all the stops now mm-hmm. and she's like i have to leave um i have to go he ordered me away before sunset and leandro says don't worry you won't be gone long he says i'll bring you back to court he was like he's basically like planning now he's like i will call for you i will, I will collect you when it's time is what he yes. says and so she's like leaving and he's like why what would why would he do that like um he could have hanged me with Vasco and Zervas but he told me to go why didn't he kill me yada 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 and then it clicks because she hold on she's in the carriage heading back home she um a new wave of pain hits me as I see Callias's ring on my finger so she's wearing the engagement ring still um, and there's a spot of dirt that smudges the lower part of her hand. She tries to rub it off and it doesn't rub off. And then she <laughs> sniffs her hand and it's hair dye. It's the same hair dye that Callias had used when he was, when they were in disguise in the brothel. But it's off of Leandro's from when they just kissed. And she's like, why, why would Leandro's need to dye his hair? And that's when something clicks for her and she realizes that he came to court after the death of Callias's brother. And then it says, what, what would Leandros have to gain from harming Callias? Un- oh, and when they were at the Gentleman's Club, she noticed how much Callias looked like Leandros with lighter hair. And she was like, why would Leandros want to hurt Callias? And then something clicks for her and she doesn't say it yet, but she is like, turn the carriage around. <laughs> Turn around. We have to go back. I must just make haste to the castle. 
exactly so she bribes the the carriage driver to take her back she's like i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna die but i'm gonna do it anyway and she gets there she rushes up to the king um the king is in his room uh they don't know where he is they realize she's like where would he be this late at night um they run to the library not in the library uh not and then on the way to the library she decides to change uh her direction and goes to the queen's sitting room um and walks in it comes out that when the king was poisoned right when he fell to the ground and she grabbed the girl and darted leandros also touched the king on purpose Mm -hmm. And in this moment, we find out that Leandros is not Leandros. This entire time, Leandros has pretended to be Vasco's nephew. Mm -hmm. Um, But in reality, Vasco does not have a nephew. Leandros is Callias's older brother, Xanthos. And Xanthos was supposed to be king. He was in line. But Xanthos was not born with the shadow gift that... Callias was and so Callias's dad took Xanthos on a little trippy trip and beat him to a pulp to the point of like near death like he beat him and left him on the side of the road and then came back and it was just assumed that he died but no one knew that that's what had happened no one knew that Xanthos was still alive Vasco found Xanthos and they hatched this plan to get Xanthos back on the throne where he he rightfully should have been so like low-key like did he go kill both his parents yes did he try to kill his brother yes however the throne is rightfully his this is true the throne is rightfully his um and Callias is angry and Callias is less mad about the fact that his brother killed his dad livid over the fact that his brother killed his mom Mm -hmm. fuming Callias is a mama's boy yeah and so then he starts to attack Callias and Callias like falls to the ground and our queen bitch the lady she is um basically picks up a sword that falls between the fight and lifts it to Leandros which is I can't Xanthos 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 and it's pointing at him and has it base has him basically like pinned up against this wall and she says Xanthos says he doesn't want you saving him won't change that move away now she says I won't she goes he says if you want to she says if you want to stop me you will have to kill me I think we both know you don't have it in you he when he tries to move I let the tip of the sword break his skin sliding it in sliding it in until it hits the wall Xanthos' eyes widen in surprise as a choking noise comes out of his throat where blood oozes from his airway. You didn't really know me, I say. If you had, you'd known I've already killed for love once before. I love that. And that's, like, also the moment that she, like, fully admits that she loves Callias. Yep. Like, we know she loves him because, like, she's marrying him, but this is the first time she's, like, we're, like, seeing it in action. Like, she's saying it. Like, she's like, I love you um and so she kills xanthos and she leaves she dips out because she because if she she thinks if she stays she's dying right like mm-hmm. she gonna get murked because she did in fact have the poison and was intending to kill the king so and he has been threatened with death so she leaves she's gone for like a couple months and she's staying in her her sister who married the duke 
there she's staying with them is super depressed just like kind of wasting away doesn't know what to do and then Kalias shows up and she's scared and she's like what does she say because I loved that moment that was such a good moment oh she's like so what will it be beheading will I be hanged like going through the options of death for her oh she goes how is it to happen then and he goes I thought we'd take the carriage and she goes and then and then he just gets quiet she goes well how am I to die am I to be hanged drawn and quartered are you going to push me off a cliff strangle me with your bare hands what's it to be Callias? I mean what's it to be your majesty and then she goes perhaps if I'm civil it'll be a quick death <laughs> and then he just gets this look of horror across his face and he goes you've misunderstood when I said I've changed my mind I meant about sending you away about destroying our life together and she goes he goes you could have left me to die you could have let Leandros I mean Xanthos kill me and then ruled as queen with him but you didn't you killed him you killed for me and then they end up together (laughs) he goes back she goes back with him he says I'd forgotten having spent a full year with no one to touch no one to talk to It was you who reminded me what it is to live. Your eyes spoke of a mind that loves to tease and loves to win, but they also showed me your heart, one that could be so reserved but ready to love if I could only earn it. I haven't earned it. I will never earn it. I could spend a million years trying to worship you, and I still wouldn't be worthy of you, but I am desperate for you all the same. And though I will not have millennia to live, I want to give however many years I have left to you because I love you. I love the woman who saved me. And though she doesn't need me, I want her fiercely. Crying. And And then they go back, they get married, and they live happily ever after. And then at some point they have sex. Yeah, they do have sex at one point. Um, Like he like is like teasing her at one of the meetings underneath the table. And she's like, I don't feel well. I need to go up to my room. So she goes back up to the rooms and he comes up there and he's like, if you didn't feel well, you could have told me. Bro, I was pissed. <laughs> she smacks a whole ass kiss on him. He flips him around. Her chest pinned to the fucking wall. And he's like, oh, you mean like this? Because she's like, because of the way you were acting. Like, bitch, I had to go. A bitch was and at horny. one point, it goes, it goes. And then he showed me exactly what the Shadow King was capable, or exactly what the Shadow King was capable of. And I was like, I want to know what the Shadow King was capable of. It's it's a what did Lorcan do moment. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. yeah. Um, overall, it was a good book. Um, I definitely think Faye liked it more than I did. I had in the middle it got a little slow like it doesn't sound like it from the way we were talking about it but it did like all the extra scenes that are in there little bits of like oh she's doing this she's doing that yeah it got a little slow in the middle and I kind of got bored that's why it took me so long to finish um but yeah I most of the books we're gonna do this season are gonna be a lot spicier yeah um, this is a YA book so... this is a YA fantasy um, and it's like when I say YA, it's not YA in the way that like Throne of Glass is YA. No, it's, like this is YA. This is like I would I would let like a 13, 14 year old read this. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's super young. gruesome. Even though they talk about death, it's not super gruesome. Um, there's no like battle scenes or like super spice. You don't see no talks about cocks or anything. 
I wish. <laughs> Shame. But um yeah. It's, it's definitely very Yeah, it's very YA. I personally I just I didn't like the ending so much. I just I feel like I needed more. Mm-hmm. Like especially with this being a standalone, like I would have loved to see like the actual wedding happen, like the wedding night, maybe like as an epilogue, like since this is like a standalone by itself. Yeah. Not I like a series. Also wish we had seen more like inner conflict within our main character within Alessandra about like yeah. I want to love him, but I also like still want to be queen. Yeah, we really didn't see a... that until like the last like maybe seven chapters. Yeah, and it, and then it was just a quick little like, oh, I can have it all kind of thing. Yeah. Instead, of, like when he offered that, I still wanted to see that conflict of like I want to rule alone almost because yeah. it felt a little out of character for her to just very quickly make that switch. But yeah, I would have liked to see a little more inner conflict within our MC. But yeah, I definitely like I was super excited because I was like, oh, my God, this is like a powerful bitch. She's going to be like anti-hero kind of style. Like She's going to kill the king and like make this world like a better nation. I would have also loved to seen at the end, like the changes they made. Yeah, that would I would have loved to seen that. Like, again, we did see we did see little changes throughout the book where like she was encouraging her little girlfriends to sleep with the men they're dating. Yeah, Um, there was one of her little girlfriends was crushing on her servant and what she encouraged her, her to go be with her servant yeah and Calias ended up making him a lord so that way she could be with him in yeah. marriage and title and everything it just would have been cool to see a little more yeah I would have loved to see more of like them changing society but at the same time I understand that this is like supposed to be a fast-paced YA book it's not supposed to be much deeper than surface level yeah kind of story yeah it's definitely like a surface level book um I would I reread probably not probably not probably not but it was good I yeah it was it was I give it like three and a half stars yeah that feels right three and a half stars I wouldn't I wouldn't reread but it was good I would I was gonna say three so you're a little kinder than I am (laughs) I'm also very like harsh with my ratings so um yeah so that was episode two that was book two next week we will be diving into assassin's blade and throne of glass i am so so excited so excited i'm gonna just put a disclaimer out here right now when we go through the throne of glass series if you hear me cry multiple occasions mind your business mind your business (laughs) So that will be next week where we will dive into both Assassin's Blade and Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Moss. Um, I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in yet again. Um, Make sure to, if you liked the episode, to go leave us a little rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That'd be super cool. Um, Also, we do have, after this Throne of Glass episode, we do have some coming up. We do have a lot of guests coming on. We have Coco's Reading Corner. We have um, our friend Alex. I cannot remember her tag right now off the top of my head. 
Um, but she's going to be coming on in February for a quantum theory episode. Mm-hmm. And then as we've mentioned before, we have our season finale, um, the trifecta of SJM, and we will be having a guest, Allison, um, author Allison Aldridge on as well for that. We have author Luna Laurier coming on for her book, um, of Shadow Shadows Moonlight. and Moonlight. <laughs> And then we also have author Keely Hargis coming on for her book, Sacred Scars and Sacred Lives. That'll be a dual book pod episode with her on there as well. Yes. If you guys have any questions for our authors that we are having on. Mm-hmm. So Luna, Keely, go ahead and shoot us a message on our Instagram. Our handle is at hardcover calamity. Shoot us a message with your question and we will make sure to write it down so we can address it in that episode. Also, if y'all just want to ask us any questions, shoot us a message on Instagram because I would love to do a quick little like question segment. I think that'd yeah. be so fun. If you guys ever have like, yeah, if you guys have questions, send them over to us um, via DM on Instagram. I could probably make a post too. Being like, hey, yeah. if you have questions. Um, so that way we can always answer your questions too. Do a little mini episode, mini sode. Yeah, it can be about books. It can be about our life. It can be about what we're writing, what we're doing. Yeah, literally anything. So but um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can find us on Instagram at Hardcover Calamity and on TikTok also at Hardcover Calamity. My socials personally are at Author KM Woods on TikTok and on Instagram. My socials on TikTok and Instagram are at Author Faye A. Rubel. And that is it for our episode two, The Shadows Between Us. Love you, bitches. Mm-hmm.